Hey, what's up, guys? This is Cordell. You're listening to Steeler Nation. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your Steeler Nation vidcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises, part of the Big Play Vidcast Network. I'm your host, G Striker. Be sure to check out our partners and sponsor, mybookie.ag. Use promo code Steeler Nation, all one word, all caps, to get yourself double your deposit, your initial deposit. If you already have one, open one up for your dog or your cat. Get double the money. Boom. Do it up. All thanks to our friends over at mybookie.ag. How you guys doing, Steeler Nation? I know it's a tough game that we just saw, but hell, it's a rebuilding team. This is the way it goes sometimes. I'm here for your venting. I'm here for your questions. This is your show, Steeler Nation. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Facebook, go ahead and throw those comments up and I'll be able to get to them instantly and we'll be able to talk the game together. But honestly, what do we do right now? Are we starting to blame Canada? Is this all Matt Canada's fault? I don't know. I don't know. What I'm seeing a lot of out of this year looks like our quarterback is playing a lot like Ben Roethlisberger did last year. Throwing the short routes. Throwing the quick outs. Patriots were biting on it. I was at the game. We had two receivers on the left-hand side. One ran a short out. The other ran straight up the sideline. On the arm motion, both corners came off, went to the short guy. If that was a pump and go, that was a touchdown. These are the types of plays where we're seeing we're just a little bit off in these games. And honestly, Steelers were two plays away from winning it. Absolutely two plays away from winning it. Sheamus, how you doing, X? Good to hear from you, man. You know me from probably the, the fun stuff over there with uh, with Penzig and all that. So tip of the cop here there, man. Thank you very much there for, uh, for, for, for calling me in for the game. Uh, Ian, hey, Striker, we need more points. O-line needs to pick me up. Yes, definitely. Points are the number one killer of this team. But if you saw, we were two plays away. Two. Number one. That deep pass to Aguilar at the end of the half. Well defended. Very well defended by Witherspoon. Aguilar jumped up over him and made the play. But with the timing on that clock, if that play is made, they do not get a touchdown. That is done. Second touchdown that they got in the, in the game, thanks to their former kick returner, still on Belichick payroll, Gunnar Osheski. He did an Osheski right there on the freaking goal line. Dropped that ball, gave it right to the Pats. All they had to do was bulldoze, bulldoze, bulldoze. They got their way into that end zone. Those were the two plays that turned the game. And I told you, Steeler Nation, ever since we've been talking about this, since the beginning of the year, all I said was, all we have to do is win the turnover battle and we win games. Two turnovers, we gave up. One, we got back. That one was a one-for-one, one, right, with Trubisky. We gave that one over. That same drive, Fitzpatrick picks it off. We get it back. That nullified. Then, Gunners fumble killed us we didn't have recover from that we never got another turnover that was the game they, they locked down they were playing very conservative the rest of the way not putting up a whole lot of points expecting us to make the mistake which we did and that was the game that was the way it went so let's hear else what else you have to say freda fire canada there we go now we got the fire guys going still not a hundred percent upset with his play calls i'm 100 upset with the checkdowns um and i they're watching in the stands seeing people open deeper 
Trubitsky hits the check down. Trubitsky hits the check down. Trubitsky hits the check down. Just like Jim Arball used to do when he played in the league. He put up Arball numbers. Under 200 yards, one touchdown, one interception. That's what we always called Arball numbers. Every time Jim was playing over there for the Colts back there in the day when he was a quarterback, we always laughed at that stat line. You're an Arball number quarterback. Well, we have one now. Mitch Trubisky is like Tom Zach, like Jim Arball, putting up Arball numbers. He has to do better. Cannot turn the ball over. That's the biggest thing. I mean, it was. It was don't get me wrong. I'm not really blaming him for that interception. The defender had to dive completely full out to get a hand on the ball, knocked it straight up to the safety stand in there behind him. They made the play. But he can't turn the ball over. We can't turn the, the ball over with this offense because this offense is not generating the points. We're not getting push on the offensive line. And right now, if we can't correct that in these next two weeks, I'll be with you there, Frida, and I'll be asking and screaming to fire Canada as well. Mitchell Hall. Michael Hall. Sorry, Michael. Michael Hall of Fame. How you doing, my friends? We are live! Let's go, Stryker. Woo! Thank you. Always good to hear from you, Michael Hall. Michael Scott, Gina! How you doing, Michael Scott? What's up, Stryker? In my opinion, the defense did their part. We need a whole lot more from the offense. Exactly right. Defense definitely did their part. Defense, I mean, geez. We held them to, to a, a, under 20 points. This team's got to score more than 20. This team should score more than 20. I don't know if putting Pickett in there will make it so we score more than 20, but we got to start doing it because this is just unheard of right now. Absolutely unheard of and embarrassing to watch. It's like watching some of the games when we had Duck in there toward the end of the year where we're going up against Buffalo at home and I'm sitting there watching the game. I'm like, we're not going to win this game. We can't move the football. And we couldn't. And it's frustrating as a fan to know that you're watching an offense that cannot move the football. They got to get better at it. Quarterback change? I don't know. If we get a quarterback change, quarterback does the same dumb crap. It's still the same calling. Then yeah, maybe it's Canada's fault. Quarterback change and the quarterback starts doing good. Maybe it's the quarterback's fault. Maybe Trubisky's being a little too conservative. And why the hell? I'm going to put this out there too, Steeler Nation. Trubisky was sacked, what, three times? Twice. Trubisky was sacked outside of the pocket, moving toward the sideline. You should never take a sack in that situation when you can throw the ball out of bounds to avoid a sack. That is stupid every single time. And that is something he needs to be better at. Took one in the first game, took two in this game. Right now he has three sacks on him outside the pocket. That should never happen and on this team. And that, that kills our drives as well. Fred Grooms, welcome to the show. I was there as well. Pickens was open numerous times. In front of him was the end zone. Yeah, and even that that ball that um that he threw to him on the sideline, that gorgeous ball that one of Trubisky's best ball of the game was late in the game. We were trying to move the football down the field. He throws that zinger right there, probably like 25 yards on a rope on the sideline. If he kept that ball in bounds, Pickens can make that play. He would have gotten a touchdown. That would have been a big play. And that's something that we're not giving our receivers a chance for. He's throwing the balls and leading people out of bounds. Keep those balls in bounds. Let our playmakers be playmakers. Because that's why we drafted them. Also, Kits is thing. Yeah. <laughs> Always good to talk to a Silk Rogue. Always nice to have you here. Thanks there, Kits. <laughs> Derek Lore, I agree Mitch needs to learn Big Ben's pump fake. 
and go up top and give our big receivers a chance. Now, honestly, like nobody, nobody has Big Ben's pump fake. That was like, he just pumped fake with the entire ball. He's like, like every, and that, that, the whole defense would move. Nobody had hands that big. So Kenny Pickett will never be able to do that with his tiny hands, but you can still go and, and bring the ball in and cup it like that. Like you're faking a throw. Like most quarterbacks do a pump fake. Ben was just like actually throwing the throwing motion, full throwing motion, just not letting go of the ball in that claw of a hand that he had, that giant bear mitt of a, of a throwing hand that Ben Roethlisberger had. But yes, that pump fake would have destroyed, absolutely destroyed the Patriots in the fourth quarter because they were biting on everything short. Absolutely biting, like a piranha. Like a piranha with fresh meat in the water. They were biting on everything short. Absolutely everything. Freda Grooms, we cannot win games kicking field goals. We have to get in the end zone. Truth. And But the biggest thing, don't turn the ball over. We don't turn, the, I mean, turnover's going to happen. It's part of the game. But. We have to turn over the ball less than our opponent. That's how we win games. And maybe it's the TJ Watt effect. We didn't get a sack that game. We did get a, a intentional grounding, which should have been a sack. Um, but we didn't get an actual sack because Watt wasn't in the game. That was the TJ Watt effect. You don't have to worry about that guy double teaming that side every time. When on the other side, you got Highsmith and Hayward coming at you. You look like a different defense on the line in the pass rush game. We're getting pressure here and there, but not sustained pressure. And the fourth quarter, he had a clean pocket. You could eat, he could eat a sandwich before he throws the football in that pocket. Was not good enough. Gotta be better. Gotta be better. Kenny, 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 State of the Steelers. That was the entire State of the Steelers when we actually heard those Kenny cheers in the crowd in the third quarter where Tom was like, I didn't hear Kenny cheers. Open your ears, Tomlin. How could you miss it? Happened twice. They know he's there. Tomlin knows he's there. He was trying to poo-poo it in a way like, well, I didn't hear it. The entire stadium heard it. Sure, the announcers heard out. I, I don't know if you guys watching at home if they even discussed it on the announcement on the pot on the uh, on the game cast. I didn't get a chance to watch the rebroadcast yet. I've been so busy with work on the short week, but that was just absolutely asinine to say you could not hear the Kenny cheers. Love that state of the Steelers, Neil Carson. Welcome to the show, man. I haven't recognized your name yet, so welcome, my friend. Well, the run blocking is atrocious, but the pass protection isn't horrific. He's had time to do something, but being hamstrung by not being able to audible and checking off way too early before the pattern develops. That's excellent, excellent point for your first point here of the show. Welcome to the show here, Neil. And honestly, I, I agree with all of this. Absolutely all of this. The run blocking is atrocious. The pass blocking is decent, not horrific. But I did hear about the audibles. Mitch saying he can't call audibles, that hamstrung's a vet quarterback. No reason why any quarterback that's standing on the field that sees something happening right before the snap is not able to audible out of it. That killed... Hell, I played high school ball. We had three different audible calls. And we had like a young quarterback. That should be the part of every offense. You've got to have a bailout play. That is dumb. And you're right. And it's something that needs to be corrected this week. 
if not last week, if not the week before. Asinine that Trubisky cannot audible out of place. 100% agree with you there, Neil. Excellent take. Ian, yeah, the O-line got pushed around. They need to find the right people to gel effectively. I, I don't know what it is, Ian. I mean, I, I've seen... I've seen Ian Cole, I've seen Daniels, I've seen Dotson play in this league, and Chooks. Chooks is actually playing well. Chooks is playing very well. Um, and you can I've seen him play well in this league, know how to run block. You can't say that they just all forgot how to run block. It's this new system. Chooks has the system down. He's playing pretty well in it. Rest of these guys are still taking their lumps, and they gotta get better. They gotta get better. Because now we're two games in, kind of know what we are, but we gotta be better. Steven Antonio Scott, facts. We got an agreement there, Steeler Nation. Robert, welcome to the show, Cooley man. No worries. The savior, David Anney. Anani, Anani, Anini, Anini. Anani, Anine. Is here. Our resident Houston Cougar, Robert C., is here to tell. He loves that linebacker uh, who, who was killing it in preseason. And thank you, too, sir. I used your. Um, clips over there from SteelerNation.com football forum in my podcast last week when I was talking about uh, Anine. Uh, and he's phenomenal. Three sacks in the preseason, two forced fumbles in this preseason. That's why we took him over Roche. That's the type of guy we want. A new, young, up-and-coming, playmaking outside linebacker. Get him in there. Get him starting. If Reed can't get to the quarterback, I hope Davey can. That's a great pick. And I am happy about that pickup, but nobody is happier about that pickup than our resident Houston Cougar Steeler Nation fan, Robert C. I <laughs> love that, Rob. Rich Baker, welcome to the show. We looked really flat offensively. Yep. Can't disagree there. If you're not throwing the ball downfield, if you're not giving your, your playmakers a chance to make plays, if you're not properly isolating players on plays, it bogs down. The offense bogs down and we bog down. A lot of three and outs. Steven Antonio Scott, defense was incredible. Kenny Pickett era must begin. Just so you know, every game we play, we get a game closer to the Kenny Pickett era. (laughs) Will it be next game? Who knows? It's one snap away, guys. And that's the big thing about him being the backup and not being Mason Rudolph. Mason's not coming in here to be the next guy. It's going to be Pickett's team. And we're all going to be excited and all yelling, Kenny, 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 when he gets on the field and when he starts making plays. Love to see that. Frida, welcome back. We hit, we only hit him three times. There was zero sacks. His uniform looked like it came from the cleaners. Yeah. Yep. That's what happens. That the TJ Watt effect. We need to get there quicker. Andy. How you doing? Matt Canada is also responsible for these horrible play calls Big Ben talks about in his podcast. True, but Big Ben can throw it out of the field himself. Big Ben had no arm last year, so we were trying to get the ball out as quickly as possible. But they got to be longer plays now because everybody's keying on the five yards. They are playing last year's defense against this year's team, and that should never happen because we don't have Big Ben back here. We have a a playmaker as a quarterback that can use his legs to get out on the edge. Actually had a design running play for him too, where he got out on the edge and made a play with his legs. This is what needs to be done. He's got to be more of a playmaker and not just relying on his quick check downs, getting that ball out as quickly as he can. Let's make some plays. Make some plays, Trubisky. 
Neil, he's worrying too much, not making enough errors and turnovers and not enough about making plays. True. And that's the big thing with him too. That's what we want. We want a quarterback that's not making errors. This defense should be able to get us wins. We were still three points down all fourth quarter, but we had to make plays and we could not get that point to get the ball back to give us a chance to make one more play to win that game. And that's what hurt. That's what hurt the most. Michael Hall, defense has different vibes without TJ, and that may have reflected in the offense, but I'm not sure. By the way, got to get rid of this offensive coordinator. He's calling plays like Ben, and he's still playing for, for us to get off Canada. Just exactly what I said. Yep, yep. You and I are in the same wavelength there, my friend. Looks like Ben's offense. Should not be Ben's offense. And I will go past. He is calling different plays than Ben. We had those misdirection shovel passes. I think he ran three of them last game. None of them were big plays, um, but I liked the look of them. They looked like they both moved the defenses. It's just a defender made a tackle on both of those sh the shovel plays to hold them to minimal gains as opposed to being a long game. And those plays can run into long games or get touchdowns out of them. So we'll have to see how those work out. Aaron Harris, need to get Pickens involved. What up, Striker? What up, Aaron Harris? Great to hear from you as well. Yes, get Pickens involved as much as you can. He's a playmaker. I want all of these. And look at what Claypool's doing. I, I've got to applaud. Absolutely applaud Chase Claypool. This year, he's actually doing that exact same role that Juju Smith-Schuster was doing. Being the big receiver over the middle, getting killed every time he catches the ball. I applaud him for that. He's making tough catches. He's getting cracked. But he's holding on to the ball. And he's giving us a chance to extend plays and extend drives. Loving that out of Claypool. I know he's not ripping off any big numbers yet, but nobody is. Nobody is. Great point. Steven Antonio Scott. That part, he didn't look like he knew it was time to get rid of the football. Yeah. Yeah, right. And sometimes he should hold on a little bit longer. Neil, and when he can't audible on the line, like leashing your dog in a fight. Exactly. We need to open up that offense. And being able to audible is a big part of it. And I'm, sh I'm sure to help. I will put money on the fact that they will be audibling in this game. Even though it's a short week, Trubisky has to be calling audibles. He brought that out in the press. They already brought out in the press. And it's a big thing too, guys. We got to talk about this because multiple players brought out Matt Canada's scheme. And if the players are starting to get upset over the scheme, that's when you have a coup. That's when you change, have changes of offensive coordinators within the season. This is the first time I can ever remember the players openly saying things about the offensive coordinator while the season is still going on during the season. I mean, you hear every once in a while, like Ben would be upset because he had to learn new terminology and couldn't wrap his head around freaking uh, Haley's system after going from Arians, but he figured it out pretty damn quick and put up the best numbers in Steeler history under Todd Haley. Todd Haley, statistically, is the best offensive coordinator we've ever had. Just think about that. And we hated him. Hated him. Best offensive coordinator the Steelers have ever had, statistically. We were top five in offense with that guy. Multiple times as high as three. We never hit those numbers ever as, as Pittsburgh Steelers. Never in the top five. Twice with Haley. Guy could do it. Guy knew how to score too. Best scoring years. 
Steven Antonio Scott, Pickens is not getting enough targets. Yep, we are in agreement on that. Josh Allen is a close second. I love Josh Allen. Love Josh. I can watch him play all day, every day. That guy is tuned up from that freaking playoff loss. Look out anybody playing the Buffalo Bills this season, and especially if they hit the playoffs healthy. They are my money pick to win the Super Bowl this year. Josh Allen is mad. He's like a young Ben Roethlisberger. He loves to run. He's hard-nosed. Makes all the plays, too, down the field with that strong-ass arm of his. Fun guy to watch. Really fun quarterback to watch. Ian, Reed did a pretty good job in Watt's place. I agree with that. I agree with that. He, he did fine. I mean, he got some pressure. He didn't get to him, obviously, for a sack. Um, same thing with Highsmith on the other side. I was expecting our three-sack Highsmith to at least get a sack in this game. Didn't. He didn't. And I think Reed was the one on the um, on the penalty. I think Reed's pressure was on the penalty. You guys can correct me on that, but I, I thought that was what he what the side he was coming in off of. Uh, Mitch definitely needs to throw the ball away when he's pinned down. All needs and needs better play action. Yeah, he does. Plus, we need to make it seem like our running game is a threat. <laughs> play action works really damn well when you're a running game is a threat. If you're ripping off three to five yards every time you run the ball, you're a threat in play action. If you're only getting one to two every time you run the ball, you are not a threat in play action. It's just like, oh, they didn't hand it off for that two-yard loss. We're already here. Let's get the quarterback. <laughs> That's what we got to do better. That's what we got to do better. Michael Hall, give Pickett a chance and see what the kid can do. Or people might kill me for this, but Rudolph gave him a shot. Start a game for us. And he's been with us for five seasons, if I'm not mistaken. Try Mason. Mason is probably the best deep ball quarterback we have on the roster. He was our best deep ball quarterback last year on our roster. Every time he came back in the game when he was out or he had to start a game, the deep ball was open again. I love his deep ball. Absolutely excellent deep ball quarterback. His intermediate stuff is not as good, <laughs> but his deep ball is fantastic. Throw some shallow and medium crossing routes. Yeah. I didn't see any crossing routes real other than like right there on the sidelines. They'll do the quick crossers. But as far as for crossing the field, that's all the Patriots ran. You watch them. Every throw was like right down the center of the field. I was yelling in the stadium, take inside control because Mac Jones cannot throw the ball on a rope to the outside. He looks like crap throwing the ball to the edges, but throwing the ball downfield, he rips it. And that's where we got killed on defense. But the defense did, yep, the defense did look great. I'm with you too, Rich. I am happy for that. Michael Hall, enjoy retirement, Joe. Thank you for your service to the black and gold. You will be missed. This is absolutely something I wanted to talk about on the show today, Michael Hall. Thank you for bringing up Michael Hall of Fame. Joe Hayden retiring. Now, signing a one-day contract with the Cleveland Browns to retire a Brown. And I hear they're going to have a ceremony at halftime to honor Joe Hayden for the Steelers-Browns game. And I do love that. The fact that it's a Steelers-Browns game that he played for both teams, fantastic. But I don't want the Brownies to think like they're getting some kind of jolt having Joe Hayden come in for their retirement speech at halftime when they're playing against the team that got some of the best years and got to finish his career with. Because I'm happy as hell that he was with us for those. Absolutely happy. We know Mason is bad. <laughs> There's a reason why he's third string. There's a reason. S Steven and Antonio Scott, 
We had them to 17. We need to score 20. That's not much to ask for, especially when we cause turnovers. Gunner killed us. Gunner shot us in the foot. That gunner play was absolutely atrocious, but worse than that gunner play. And guys, watch that replay of that hit and stop it at the line of scrimmage. Nobody was playing on their gunner. He ran down the field untouched to our gunner. Their gunner on our gunner untouched. If that punter was smarter and looked left, that should have been a first down throw. Uh, Audible. Lob pass to the wide open guy uncovered. That should never happen on special teams. And that is the fault of our special teams coordinator for allowing that to happen and our team for not calling a timeout to make sure there wasn't an untouched guy running down the field because it killed us. Absolutely stupid. And it was dumb on their part that they didn't just throw for an easy catch and lob and catch first down. They only needed seven yards. Dumb. Dumb. Michael Hall. Hayward needs his partner in crime with him on the line. Well, if you're talking about defensive line, that would be Okajobi <laughs> or Wormley or Leal or or uh, Loudermilk. We got a bunch of guys that can be a partner climb on this line. But if you're if you're talking about on the other side of the line being the hands down offensive uh, outside linebacker, yeah, that we all need some watt. You put some wattage on that on that power plant of a defense. And the wattage output increases exponentially because that's a guy that makes this playmaking defense so much better is because they have to account for the best player in the league on the field. And I'm saying it. I started saying it last year and I mean it. And I'm saying it this year. Just because you're a freaking quarterback doesn't make you the best player in the league. Watch what happens on a field when Watt is playing 100% healthy and 100% disruptive. These games in general, holy crap. The first play when he went up to knock the pass down in game one, I was like, damn, he almost intercepted that. There will be a time where he's going to start intercepting those plays at the line of scrimmage, just like his brother. What? He just intercepted on the line of scrimmage. The dude is insane. Absolutely insane. He can't be blocked by one guy. He can't be blocked by two guys. I've seen him make three guys look foolish on a triple block. This guy is the best player in the league. He won Defensive Player of the Year. Should have gotten votes for MVP, especially since our team would not have made the playoffs without him last year. He was the reason why we made the playoffs. It wasn't our offense, TJ Watt. That's why I call him best player in the league. Miles, welcome to the show, man. Hey, Striker, Fire Canada. <laughs> right on cue, man. Yep, we're, we're starting to talk about that. Sharon, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm a Steelers girl. Love my Steelers. My love my Steeler fan. Awesome. Welcome. We love the lady Steelers of Steeler Nation. Absolutely happy to have you. Any questions, comments, we are here for you. Linda knows that as well. Linda, we need to score in the red zone. Can't win with all field goals. 100% right. Got to get got to at least start making plays to the end zone. Not just keep, let's run the ball here. Let's run, let's try to do a little out pattern here. Get a little closer. Throw balls to the end zone. When you're in the red zone, throw to the end zone. That's how you score. You don't score from being conservative, especially with this offense, especially when their defense is on a shorter field with this offensive line that can't block. Plays to the end zone. 
Let our playmakers make plays, play action, get them out on the edge, throw a jump ball to Pickens, jump ball to Claypool, jump ball to Muth, an out pattern to freaking DJ. Make it happen, Steeler Nation. Make it happen. George, welcome back to the show. Bench Mitch, Fire Canada, and warn Coach T that he's next. <laughs> no way we're firing Coach T. Absolutely zero chance. But hopefully he's listening. Hopefully he's making the right changes because we got two head coaches on this roster, he and Flores. Those guys will be putting their heads together. Maybe we should get some audibles in here on offense. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, Canada, you haven't been a head coach yet. We have. We're saying put in some audibles on offense this week. We need it. Andy, we have passion in our defense. They always show up, but they can't be on the field 88% of the time. Our offense needs to show up the same passion and give our defense time to breathe. Absolutely right. Absolutely. Time of possession was good, though. We were leading in time possession at, at halftime. I forget how it worked out. Let me jump on over here quick and see what the way time of possession worked out uh, in the game. Stats, team, time of possession, time of possession. Oh, they beat us 33 to 26. Yep. We were leading for a point there, guys. At halftime, we had time of possession. But that's the way it goes. Definitely need to win. And we we sucked. Sucked at time of possession. We were like 45 to 15 or 44 to 16 in time of possession against the Bengals. You're lucky to win a game when you're you only hold the ball for a quarter of the game. But we did it. We did it with this damn defense. Defense needs help, though. You're right. Absolutely right. Uh Steven Antonio Scott. Can't wait. Bart Scott voice. Can't wait. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, my friend. Oh, Michael Scott Joyner, KZ not coming back as planned. Yes, this came out. This is something else I wanted to talk about on the cast today. KZ has been suspended for three games. Damn it. Well, good thing he's on injured reserve. If the the suspension started today, he's already serving two of those games on injured reserve. Not a big freaking deal if he only sits out one game for a substance abuse policy. I will take that. And we don't even know he's going to be ready to go immediately after the Jets game. We'll have to see. Both for him um, and for our other, who's our other injured guy? Why am I blanking on that? We lost KZ. We lost somebody else. Where's my injury sheet? <laughs> I don't even have an injury sheet this year. But yeah, the, our injured reserve guys, both of them have a shot of coming back. But that was a big injury. I'm not going to be surprised if it takes him a couple more weeks. Sharon! Don't need Big Ben. No, we don't. We got the defense. Don't turn the ball over. Score enough points. We win the game. Guys, I'll tell you, the 2000 Ravens, they won a Super Bowl by kicking field goals because they had excellent special teams and they had an excellent defense. Our special teams pooped the bed last week. Our punter's killing it. Our kicker's killing it. Gunner gave them the football in the red zone. That was the game. That was absolutely the game last week, guys. Did we do that? We spot them a touchdown after a dumb play on special teams. We're losing games. And that one hurt. That one hurt a lot. Michael Hall, two games, two touchdowns, everything else, field goals, interceptions, punts. That's got to change. Offense only having a one touchdown in each game sucks. 
Heck, it was a good thing that the defense got us the touchdown in that first game. Defense has to score more points. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the safeties. I wanted Fitzpatrick to cut it back into the middle of the field because he had blockers. And he just, like, jogged to the sideline. I, that kind of killed me. I'm like, that was our best play- chance of scoring. <laughs> defense got to score. That's the way the 2000 Ravens felt. They felt they had to score for their offense. And they did a lot. Rod Woodson had some touchdowns. Ray Lewis had some touchdowns. That was a hell of a team. Hell of a team. Ian White, I agree. All the picks in offseason for defense has gone real well. And look at our secondary, guys. I can remember seasons. Seasons. Where it would take till week 16 before our cornerback would get their first interception of the year. We've already got two corners with interceptions. Freaking awesome. All for it. Absolutely all for it. Neil Crossan. Maybe the O-line should watch Slapshot before the game, get him into the headspace to get mean. Yeah, man, that's a nice pick. I love those old hockey movies myself. Uh, And guys, I got to talk to you too about our sponsor here, if I can find the damn thing. Manscaped, baby. I know Najee Harris is really damn good at protecting those balls. Over 200 touches, never getting those balls. Never out of control of those balls. And Manscaped is the same way. Making sure that you're taking care of your balls too. They've got all you need. We've got trimmers. We've got conditioner. We've got deodorant for those smelly ball people, for swampy balls. we got deodorant. we got ear and nose trimmers. we got everything you need to keep you nice and shaved. Body wash, ultra premium, two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. I mean, come on, guys. This has got to be a Super Bowl winning roster here, but don't take my word for it. Go to manscaped.com. Where's my thing here? There it is. Manscaped.com. Promo code STEELERNATION, all caps. One word. Pop that in. Get yourself 20% off and free shipping. 20% off and free shipping. That's a deal for your balls, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. So go to manscaped.com to have the cleanest balls this side of the gridiron. (laughs) Thanks to manscaped.com. I'm just making this up as I'm going on. (laughs) I'm just having fun with it. I hope you are too, because that's the way you need to do these type of things, because they can get tedious. (laughs) They can absolutely get tedious. All right, Derek Lore, I knew I had you up next. Okay, now that we have Mitch can manage the offense, but now it's time for him to make plays and putting points on the board, definitely. Michael Hall, all in favor of Stryker being the next offensive coordinator. Quick, Tomlin and Kong, knock on his dad's door and give him the job. I'm sure he would be better than Canada. I would be horrible. Horrible as an offensive coordinator. Uh, I don't know if you guys have read Bill Cowher's book. Um, It's Heart and Steel. It's a phenomenal read. Um, And I read it when I had COVID. It was a great read, easy read. And he talked about the game where he took over the play calling uh, from the offensive coordinator. And there's times where he's just like, he can't coach and play call at the same time. He forgot the timing. He took some delay of games. He's like, I am never doing play calling again, ever. And th- that's something like me. Like, I don't know the game as well to be able to do play calling. Now, I do know the game as well to be an on-field game manager to understand down and distance timing plays that should be called in certain situations when you can eat out the clock. Uh, and when you should be throwing red flags. 
That's the type of stuff I'm awesome at. And I would throw my hat in the ring for to be the game day manager. Would absolutely love to do that, and I would be good at it. But other than that, no. <laughs> Not an offensive coordinator. After reading Heart and Steel as well, I know I don't have what it takes to be a, a, a head coach either. It takes a lot. I mean, I'm a good leader. I don't understand the game as nearly as well as Tomlin or as um, Cower. I'd be more of a player's coach, uh, but I'd probably get walked all over. So you guys would hate me after three or four weeks. <laughs> George OTJ, Striker, I think you're pretty spot on with having with loving DJ and his separation. Yeah, guys. And now we're starting to see the fruits of the DJ labor. Thank you so much for taking the 13 mil a season hit when everybody was calling you a diva. When everybody was saying, we can't afford him at 20 million. He's not worth that. DJ's like, it's cool, guys. 13's cool. 13's cool. I'll show you what I got. And he's killing it. He's putting up A-B highlights every game. His two-point conversion? Holy crap. Was that a catch? Was that a catch? Every game you're going to have a game where you're watching DJ, you're like, wow. He caught that, and the rest are like, "Review? Did he catch that? I don't. Did he? Kirk Hockley, did he catch? Yes, he caught it. He, I, I don't know. Let me go. All right, let me That's the way the referees talk. So, <laughs> love having DJ on our team. And it, once we start opening up this offense, he's going to be even better. He's going to be our ten catch a game guy. We just have to get. We have to have the ball more than thirty plays. And White. I like to see Kenny get some reps, but it, but would it hurt sending him out a bit too early? I don't know. Here's where I would have set Kenny Pickett out on the field for the hail mary. Why? Because Trubisky can't throw the ball 50 yards in the air. <laughs> That's the only time I would have put Kenny Pickett in the game for that hail mary at the end. At the end, give him a chance. Give us a chance at the end of the half. That's the end of the half. Robert. Pull a random fan out of the stands to be offensive coordinator. No, no, never, never a good choice. Claude Bishop, at this pace, would you fire Canada during midseason? Hell, I might try to find a way to pick up Bruce Arian since it looks like he's getting in trouble over there at Tampa Bay for being a screamer on the sideline when he's not technically part of the team. <laughs> hey, you want to come back, Bruce? <laughs> Haley, what are you up to? That's what I'd look into now. George, great comparison, Neil. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Great job, Neil. Uh, George, are you on Allen and the Bill? With you on Allen and the Bills. Yeah, absolutely love Josh Allen. He's my favorite quarterback in the league. I like him more than Herbert, and I like Herbert. I like him more than um, Mahomes. I like uh, probably Mahomes just a little bit less than, um, than Josh. Um, I still like watching... Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he's he's good, but he makes the same mistakes. That's the one problem I have with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I always did like watching Wilson, but I haven't watched him yet this year. Um, Freaking Lamar Jackson's doing it this year. Tua put up the numbers this time. I loved watching Tua in college. Um, like to see that he's now putting up some big numbers too. I like to see Tua finally developing and uh, putting up six touchdowns. But we got some good quarterbacks in this league, and a lot of them are fun to watch. Neil, this chat makes me miss Southwest PA and the people so much. Welcome home, Neil. <laughs> we all got a piece of that South Southwestern PA in our hearts, which is why we bleed black and gold. <laughs> well said, Neil. Well said. 
Mike Denunzio. How you doing, Mike? Welcome to the show. Sign Beckham? Need more playmakers and offense for either quarterback. You're talking about Odell Beckham. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, heck, if he's still available, I don't know. Like, having playmakers isn't the problem with this team. The problem is getting the ball to our playmakers. That's the problem. So I don't know if Beckham would really help having us. I know Tomlin loved Beckham. Tomlin was going to draft Beckham that year, but he went way earlier than we were drafting, and he was a hell of a hell of a receiver. Hell of a receiver. Michael Hall, we lost due to the stadium name change. Striker Stadium. See, that's my problem. If they just took my bid of $8 million a year as opposed to $10 million a year, we would have had Striker Stadium. Nobody would have given a crap about it not being called Heinz Field anymore. Would have had my face on the top. And every time we got in the red zone, I go. <laughs> and then we change touchdown and we change first down to touchdown and first down. Those would be the plays that Striker Stadium would make. The first thing they do out of the box. <laughs> Frida, I'm upset Joe did that. Yeah, I'm kind of a little upset about it too, but those are the people he, he was drafted with. Put Played his first decade pretty much there in Cleveland. So, you know, Rod Woodson did the same thing. Rod Woodson won a Super Bowl with the Ravens, but retired a Steeler. Because that was the team that started off with him. That was the team that believed in him. And made him the star that he was. Aaron Harris put Pickens deep to return. <laughs> Find a way to get him the ball. Put two guys back there. Put Gunner and Pickens back there. They can run the play action offense. Robert, the dropped interception two plays before Gunner's muff was just as bad. And I felt bad because that was right to Sutton. And Sutton is like, <laughs> he's doing awesome this year. He's phenomenal this year. He had two chances to have interceptions in the game before where they were both, he had interceptions both times and they were both taken away with penalties. Then he had a chance to intercept in the end zone on that one drive, the drive before their final uh, drive when they, when they kicked the, uh, when they threw to uh, chase for the touchdown to tie it at the end of regulation, he had a chance of stopping the game there and missed and went through his hands there too. But he's making the plays and he will make the plays. I'm just happy that Sutton is turning out to be a cornerback that we drafted that actually worked out, ladies and gentlemen. This is probably our best corner since Ike Taylor. Easily. Easily our best corner since Ike Taylor. And Sutton is making plays, guys. Knocking balls down, intercepting balls, tackling hard. I love Sutton. Absolutely love it. And the Steelers are right. He was a better outside playmaker than Mike Hilton. That's why we kept him over Mike Hilton. I just said, why not keep both? And we should have. Absolutely. We're still looking for that slot guy. Hopefully KZ can get back. Frida, Najee isn't going to be much help either. Much help us either. Well, it looks like he's reading some of these reads. He's in his own head. He's not trusting his blocking. He's not trusting what he sees because there's been some moments where he had the lane and he just didn't take it. Bounced it outside. That's going to kill us. That's going to kill us until he starts taking those, taking what he's supposed to take. Aaron Harris, we should get some Blitzberg going. We'll try. Got to do it this week. See what we can do against Brisket. <laughs> Maybe we can get some Dobbs out there. That'd be fun. George, Sutton won't let another ball hit the ground like that. You got that right. And that's why I was so, so surprised that it did hit in the ground. Because I saw number 20. I'm like, interception. And then it was like, salt squirt through. I was like, no. No. 
but yeah, that killed us. Neil, I don't think Matt Canada is the kind of guy that learns from his mistakes and is able to adapt a plan on the fly. I don't know yet. Right now, we need the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach to be working together for me to even know what this offense is, because I don't know what it is yet. Other than our jet sweeps and our shovel passes and our misdirections and our, our, our um, you know, motion at the line of scrimmage, which I all like. I like all of those things, but we got to pair that in with good run blocking and get some meat and potatoes yardage on first and second down with the run game and then develop some downfield plays. And the quarterback has to hit him. Quarterback has to hit him. Michael Hall, we got more injured players to begin with than we do having passing yards. Actually, our injury list this year is surprisingly good. TJ Watt not being out for the season is the biggest thing that could have happened. The fact that we're talking about him coming back around Halloween is a freaking gift. Absolute gift. Getting KZ back in here. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him come back and play. And, um, you know, I'm going to, I just have to jump over here to the Steelers roster just to see who's on IR right now, just because I forget who's on IR and they do a good job of um, tracking the IR over there on the Steeler, uh, Steelers.com. That's the injured reserve list. Uh, Calvin Austin, the third, I think, yeah, that's right. He has a chance of coming back here soon. There's another playmaker we can start using. And then Carl Joseph and KZ. I think Joseph's out for the season. He was put on IR early. Same thing with Anthony Miller and the rest of the players other than TJ Watt, who's able to come back as well. So we're relatively healthy. I mean, really, the only starter is Watt. Watt is the only starter we have lost to injury. And we're 100% healthy for this game. Najee's playing. Uh, somebody had a, a, a foot today, but it was like not a big deal. Uh, and they're playing too. So, you know, we're, we're good to go. We're healthy as hell. <laughs> and I'm happy for it. Ian White, I have to say, though, I will state before I get on with this comment, we are playing two games in five days. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Four, four games. Well, within five days. Two games. This is when you get injuries. So we have to look out for this Thursday game to hopefully pray that our team can get through this without any major injuries because now they have a mini buy. They'll be all set and all rested for the next game because it is Thursday games suck. Absolutely suck. No question about it. Other than Thanksgiving, I don't want a Thursday game. I don't give a crap enough about college football for me to say you can't play on Friday night, Friday night lights high school. Who cares? Saturday night, Saturday night college. Who cares? It's the NF freaking L. Have them play on the same three night schedule, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. That way they short weeks. Aren't nothing. Thursday crap is dumb. It's dumb. Gets people injured. Hate it. All right. I'm off my box. Robert, Love the Manscaped plugs, but we all know you like talking about balls. Yeah, you know me. I just can't keep balls out of my mouth. <laughs> Robert, keep your mind off my balls. <laughs> Magnet, how you doing, 20? I think Mitch needs to clean up his balls a bit, Striker. <laughs> I love you guys getting in there with that. Love it. George, Tomlin does have to encourage Kennedy and Mitch to open up and take some of these risks. The conservative play is what Tomlin wants, but He'll wise up. Yeah, but 
Honestly, that's what we have to do until we find our quarterback of the future. Mitch is a placeholder. He's not the savior, ladies and gentlemen, that we thought he was. He's a placeholder till Pickett can run the show. Pickett is going, no matter when we bring Pickett in the game, pressure's off of Pickett. It, he, he's coming in just to play. It's not like it's the first game to see, oh, what's, Pickett's got to make plays. He's got to do his best. He's got to be the guy. Now it's like, he comes in, who cares? He's going to be the guy. We're happy for him. To, we, we applaud him. We yell, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. We're happy to see him on the field. No pressure. He's going to go out there throwing dimes. Can't wait to see him come into a game. Susan, welcome to the show. My ladies, you are too funny. My son thinks you are hilarious. <laughs> Thank you, Susan. That's what this show is. A lot of sports stuff, they have to take it seriously or they're going to get sued or they're going to say something that'll get them fired. I try to do humor. I do inclusive humor. I don't do exclusive humor. I don't like racial jokes. I don't like political humor. I am all about fun. And that is what my podcast is. That is what my vidcast is. So when you come over here, you're going to get some humor with it. So I'm glad you're enjoying it. Tell your friends. They want to get some uh, some news and insight with their Steeler knowledge. They can have a laugh while doing it if they come over here. <laughs> Magnet, seriously, I think he needs to find deeper targets. Definitely. Definitely needs to wait for some of them to open. Neil. The Pats game was like someone trying to play checkers in a chess match. His schemes don't match the personnel they have. I don't know. I I, I don't think the personnel is the problem here, Neil. Uh, you know, watching objectively, I know our blocking can be a problem. I think our quarterback now playing a little bit more skittish is a problem. I'm seeing it now because he's he's leaving the pocket a little early. He's checking down quicker than he needs to. He's not trusting his line, and that's a problem. So right now, still don't know what this offense is. Still don't know. Robert, if you have eight mil a year for naming rights, Manscaped is paying you too much. Well, you know, it's about time I started getting some big bucks for running the Steeler Nation vidcast and the Steeler Nation podcast. <laughs> getting paid the bit. I'm retiring. <laughs> if only I didn't have to run a corporation. I could, if I could do this every day and not have to do my day job, I would do it. But my day job pays me way better. <laughs> Sign Striker as the scout for talent. Oh my gosh. Something else I'd be horrible at. <laughs> now, the only thing I'm good at, Ian, is scouting wide receiver talent. I am dead. Like, I can check out uh, like college when we talk about looking at uh Film for college receivers, I'm spot on about saying what type of receiver there are, what they'd be good at, or if I wouldn't touch them. I'm super excited about the game film watching Pickens. Super excited. DJ had the best college game film I've seen for a Steeler player that we've drafted. His game film was insane. Like, AB had good college game film too. I mean, he played for a smaller, smaller school. But DJ out of the box, unblockable on the line of scrimmage. In college. And he shows it now. You cannot bump and run, DJ. He's going to be open. He's going to make you look foolish. And he's going to get the ball. Like, that's the type of stuff that I love watching. Love Claypool's film. Love Juju's film. Did not. I called I called it the day we drafted James uh, Washington. I said he is a boom or bust prospect. 
because I had a problem with him being able to get up to speed. Took him a long time to get up to speed. But when he got up to speed, he was fast. He just wasn't quick. And that was my problem. In the league, he couldn't get open because he wasn't quick. That's why he was a boomer bus receiver. The other guys, I was way more confident. I'm way more confident in Pickens. Way more confident in DJ. Right out of the box. And right out of the box, we needed DJ to be good. Because we lost AB. And he was. And he was. Right out of the box. Top targeted guy on the team. So, like, that type of stuff I love. Still, Miles Austin. Love his potential. Don't love his size. He's already injured. Is he ever going to play for us? Is he the next... Chris Rainey, or the other guy that we had that we hated, <laughs> that we drafted right before Martavis Bryant. It was that guy. Tree Archer. Oh, gosh. Is he going to be the next one of those guys? Because right now, he's putting up their numbers because he's not even playing. Tiny guys get hurt in this big boy league. That's why I don't like always wasting draft picks on a guy like that. And I, I can actually open up the draft, see the guy, because the guy that went right after him was the guy I wanted. Um, but I, I can't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, Sherry, if Mitch plays like yes, in the first two weeks, would you start Kenny against the Jets? If those are losses, I'd have to really consider it, Sherry. I really would. Yeah, if we lose, if we lose to the Browns this week and Kenny plays bad, that's when you start getting upset because this is a divisional game. You have to win your divisional games. You have to win your conference games too. Hurt that we lost to the Patriots, but hurts more if you lose a divisional game. If we can find a way to beat Cleveland in Cleveland this week, still without their handsy quarterback, <laughs> Captain, Captain, uh, I don't want to get too into it there, but, <laughs> you know, Mr. Masse Mr. Masseuse, we don't have that guy playing and that guy is a playmaker. We got brisket in the oven. Trying to get it up to 450. He's got to wait for the oven to preheat before he can throw touchdowns. That guy is not the best out of the box, but can make plays. But if he plays like crap and we win, he's still going to be the quarterback. He played like crap and we won against Cincy. There's no change. So don't turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball over. Michael Hall, you know you're saying you can't trust anybody to do the job done. You got to do it yourself. <laughs> I just... I have more fun just being able to make fun of the things that are not being done well, as opposed to me being responsible for the person to have to have everything be done well. It is tough. I, I don't have the heart to be a coach in this league, to put up with the scrutiny. And even like Steeler fans, we're hard on our coordinators. Crap, the way we used to ride Butler. When we were leading the league in sacks every damn season, we rode Butler. <laughs> A freaking Butler. <laughs> Butler did it. <laughs> but uh, we ride offensive coordinators harder than we ride our head coaches. Tomlin's a hell of a head coach. I don't want anybody other than Tomlin. But he's smart enough to know when a change needs to be made. If the, the locker room's already starting to squeak. If they don't perform better or the squeaking starts turning into chatter and then the chatter starts turning into hatred texts, Facebook media posts, Twitter flames, then yeah, you got to make a freaking change. 
Kings, Queens, welcome to the show. Game day tradition is using my Steelers prostate massager. Thanks to Manscaped, you too can get a prostate massager like Kings, Queens. <laughs> Javier Flores, Verdad Pral. We need a good quarterback. We have one. We have one. He's learning. He's learning in the system. Little Kenny. Kenny will be here soon enough here, Javier. Just give him a, just give him a little tiempo. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be bueno. He'll be throwing those touchdowns in no time. Michael Hall, linebackers, Chad Brown, James Harrison, and Farrier, kicker Gary Anderson, nose tackle Casey Hampton, and wide receiver Heinz Ward, all nominated to my Michael Hall of Fame in 2023. Yes, those are the finalists, or the, the initial group of players to be finalists. Uh, I personally, yeah, something's going on with my hair there. What's going on with that? What is that? <laughs> I thought it was on my screen or something. Um, yeah, looking at these here right now, Chad Brown's got a tough, tough call. James Harrison, it's his first year of eligibility. I think he has an excellent chance of getting in. Maybe not in his first, just because of how hard he is on the Raj. Faraj is going to want to keep him out <laughs> for a couple years, but he's going to make the Hall of Fame. Farrier is a fringe player. I think he's Hall of Fame worthy. Don't know if he's going to get in. I, I think Greg Lloyd's a better player than Chad Brown or Farrier. If you're asking me for linebackers, I'd rather have Lloyd in that list. Gary Anderson was a hell of a kicker. Absolutely one hell of a kicker. Morton Anderson was better. <laughs> Did Morton make it in? I'm not sure. Don't know if he is. They're not going to take him seriously. He's a kicker. Casey Hampton should be in the Hall of Fame. Problem is, nose tackles that eat up blocks don't get stats. And that's all he did, was destroy the interior offensive line on the other team every game. Two guys would have to be on him, and he'd still make the plays. He'd still push everybody back in the backfield. Our linebackers feasted. Our defensive line feasted. Aaron Smith feasted off of a guy by the name of Big Snack. Love that guy. And the guy that I think should already be in the Hall of Fame a wide receiver that was a football player, a wide receiver that changed the game. No more crackback blocks. Broke the jaw of Rivers over there in Cincy on a crackback. Hardest hitting wide receiver to ever play the game. And hell, wide receivers, there's more than just catching the ball to be a wide receiver in this damn league. And he put up Hall of Fame numbers while slobber knocking the other team. We go into games against the Ravens. What would they be talking about? Look out for Heinz Ward, dirtiest player in the league, because he got them thinking. How many, who on any other team has ever talked about another team's wide receiver hitting them before a game? Heinz Ward is a Hall of Famer just for that. Absolutely was in the heads of other teams, and that team was an elite defense. Decleated Sharper, knocked him out. Decleated. Reed knocked him out. Knocked over freaking Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis would be like, want to start a fight with smiling Wardo standing over him when he gets back up. You just got knocked the F out by our top receiver. Now, I loved it when Juju did that to Perfect. That's the only time we've seen it since. Ward used to be doing that every other game for us. And I missed that. And that guy deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Get off my soapbox. Ian White, maybe do some rollouts for Trubisky to get the ball out faster. Yes, I'm all for moving the pocket. All for moving the pocket. This season goes as poorly as I fear it may, 
And man, I hope I'm wrong. Do you think Tomlin's job is at risk? I can definitely see them making a change in offense coordinator. No, Tomlin is a lock. Tomlin is a lock in Pittsburgh until Tomlin doesn't want to coach here anymore. The guy is Pittsburgh. He's fantastic. But we don't make the playoffs. We're going through a quarterback transition. You don't fire a coach because of a quarterback transition as long as you're outside of Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland's filed, fired more coaches under quarterback transitions, which is why they have so many damn quarterback transitions. <laughs> fire the offensive coordinator. Fire the head coach. Fire the quarterback. Watch, rinse, repeat. That is the factory of sadness and their number one product. <laughs> Failure. <laughs> Michael Scott, can't wait for what tomorrow brings. A very 24-21 Pittsburgh field goal. Boswell to win it. Go Pitt. I would love that. Any win is a good win. Sherry, do you think that the Steelers make the playoffs this season? I think they can. I think especially if they get TJ Watt back. And if we are 500 when he comes back or one win up, look out. Because we're on pace to start giving everybody fits. Absolutely everybody fits. Michael Hall, Browns, what up with the mid-range field logo? Is <laughs> that weird crap should have been a dog or crap? Either way, an elf, really? Brownie the elf doesn't relate to your team. Crap does, though. That, But it's perfect. They get some weird, stupid cartoon elf on the field. It's like us putting the guy kicking the field goal off the girder in the middle of our field. It was a, it was a cute logo at the time, but it's been passed. Brownie the Elf was never a good idea. Never a good idea. Robert C. Steelers will run the table. That's awesome. I'm looking for a 15 and one season. Michael Hall, or 16 and one. That's right. We got 17 games now. Hair's falling off from all the Steelers' stress. Me too, man. I'm starting to. I'm starting to dry up up here. I, I need a spot. My next sponsor to be like Propecia or some uh, Rogaine or something. I don't know. <laughs> starting to get laid on top. Michael Scott Joyner, Harrison will have to pass a Godell Pitts test before he gets it. <laughs> Rack him. Great comment there, Michael Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame comment from you, my man. Ian White, have a good retirement, Joe Hayden. We love our Joe Hayden. That's well said, Ian. Michael Hall, brown painted porta potty should be the Browns midfield logo. Yes. The toilet bowl, as we like to happily call Brown Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> that flushes into the eerie. <laughs> Tony Phillips. Kenny will be the start very soon. Yes, he will. Something's, something's going on here. And I just have to run over quick. Just to, like there's a big thing going on here at Steeler Nation because I'm getting a lot of lot of tones in here. Um, just asking questions. I'm just making sure that nothing big popped up here. Uh, nope, just everybody talking about Joe Hayden. And seeing if we had Amazon Prime. Nope, that's just crap. Cool. Clayton Lee, Steelers will not make the playoffs. Cool. You can be on that. There's, there's nothing wrong with thinking that way because this is a team in transition. I'm personally, I have low expectations. Like when I go to a movie that I don't know a whole lot about, low expectations. Will I be entertained? Is it going to be a good movie? And sometimes the movie surprised me. It's a great movie. That's the season. I'm watching the Steelers, low expectations. They make some plays. Maybe start playing great. We have a great season. That would be above what I expected. If we don't make the playoffs, I'm not going to be surprised, to tell you the truth. But I think we can put up 10 wins. I honestly think we can put up 10 wins this year. 
Michael Hall, knockoff version of Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> yeah, that would be like more like a bird on a turd. <laughs> you get over there in, in Cleveland, <laughs> standing on a turd floating in a toilet called the bird on a turd. We got to start selling those. <laughs> Ian White, Najee didn't have any room to run last game, and we need the O-line to get him some yards. Yes, we do, sir. Yes, we do. And hopefully they can start working it up. How big is the game on Thursday night? It's huge. It's a divisional game, and it's early in the season, and both our team and the Cleveland Browns are not playing up to spec, but we're going to look to knock each other out in that game. Good thing their defense is banged up. They're not going to have Clowney. They're not going to have uh, Winovich. Um, Miles is banged up, playing with a bad back. I'm all for on a short week. I will take this 10 out of 10 times. This is the, going to be the easiest chance our offensive line has at pushing somebody. Without Winovich, without freaking Clowney, and halfway Miles Garrett, who isn't that great at run defense, going up against those, those guys or lack of those two guys and only the one guy left being only part of one guy. So it's like a nub. <laughs> That's what they got to look out for. Not much. Not much. Smells bad in Cleveland can be the smell of the Ohio River. Definitely. I'm on it. And last one here. I Neil, I think they have a chance to do something decent. If they can get some balls down the field, it will take some pressure off the front and allow the run game and Harris to finally get something going. That's got to be the way it's got to go. Offense has to control the football. Defense has to make plays. And that's what I'm looking forward to this week. Steeler Nation, last chance to time in, chime in. I'm just going to go through here on my final things. Make sure you check out my bookie, uh, promo, uh, .ag, promo code Steeler Nation, to get a double deposit. Put down 200, you're getting 400. Put down 20, you're getting 40. There you go. Use that money on bets wisely. Bet on Thursday night. Steelers going to win. I'm calling it. Steelers are winning this Thursday called it can't can't not help and otherwise check out manscape too. go to manscape.com promo code steeler nation to have your balls taken care of almost as well as Najee harris takes care of that football never once fumbling and over 200 and some touches smooth hands man smooth hands <laughs> well that's all the time thank you for checking out um be sure to check out the podcast it'll drop on friday Hopefully, it might drop on Saturday this week just because we have the game on Thursday this week. Not sure. But if you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Nation, then you will be the first to know when it is up and active and you will be able to watch it at your leisure. And if you're subscribed, you get to see it before we publish it on the page because I publish it on YouTube before I publish it on SteelerNation.com. So that's a way you can get and watch this stuff early. It's a much shorter show. My comments are a little bit quicker about 20 minutes, but always a fun way. And if you want to ask me questions, go on over to SteelerNation.com, click on the forum button, the football forum, sign up for it. I got a thread there currently. You can ask me questions. I'm going to probably record after the game. So anything going up and through that game, respond to that thread. I will be pulling all my questions from the Steeler Nation football forum thread for the podcast. And that's a way for you to get on. Read our great Steeler-focused articles at SteelerNation.com. Tweet us at SteelerNation. Instagram us at SteelerNation.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at underscore SN Podcast. And follow me, your host, Steeler Nation Striker. Where is it? There it is. On Instagram, on Twitter, on Tickety Talk, at SN Striker. Hopefully I can get around to posting. My gosh, 
I've got things I want to do. But man, I've been busy. I want to do more TikTok posts. They're fun. Back to you, Steeler Nation, for the final comments of the night. Ian, I agree. Striker, if we get 10 wins, I think draft-wise, we go offensive line. Definitely. Offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. We've got the playmakers now, and they're locked. We've got young playmakers up and down this roster for the next two, three years. So, yes, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. Those are our picks. Go Steelers. Thanks, Derek. Have a good night, man. Neil, fun stuff. Thank you. Anytime, Neil. Thank you for being part of the show too, man. Great comments. Great ideas. Great comments. Javier Flores. That's right. That's it, man. Robert Bulls. <laughs> Megan Gunn. See you, Striker. Thanks, man. Anytime. And thanks for joining the show with us as always. Always nice to have you on the show here, 20. Uh, Cleo, my Steelers going to make me drink hard tomorrow night. Well, Hopefully you don't, but cheers to you. I'm drinking a coffee beer here. It says hard seltzer, cold brew, happy coffee. Who's this from? Two Robbers Seltzer Company. It's actually pretty good. I thought it was a beer and I'm like, it's light to be a beer. Now it makes more sense that it's a coffee seltzer, but it's doing well. Keep me going on my show. Michael Hall, see you next week, Striker. Fun show as always. Cheers to you and salute. Always great to have you on the show, and thanks for contributing as well, Michael Hall. Javier Flores, good, good job. I know you meant good. I'm not a, I'm not a deity, but always good to have you on the show too, man. Hope to see more, more of you as and the ladies as the time goes on. Great show, Striker. Thank you, Michael Scott Joiner. Always appreciate your input as well as in you, Ian. Have a good night, Striker. Go Steelers, and thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, on. The Steeler Nation vidcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. Check them out over at tseshop.com. Part of the Big Play Podcast Network. I'm your host, G Striker, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers! <laughs>